Hi, everyone. John Branning here, welcoming you to my podcast, This Week at the Trump Poems. This episode is for the week ending October 3rd, 2020. I think this week in the Trumperverse can be summed up in three words. Holy fucking shit. We started the week with a deep dive into Trump's decades-long strategy of tax avoidance, rolled into the first debate in which Biden could barely get a word in and Trump could barely get a coherent thought out, and then wrapped up with Trump's shocking and yet entirely expected positive coronavirus diagnosis. If it were possible to watch the news more than 24 hours a day, that still wouldn't have been enough time to remain abreast of all the careening developments. I've got three Trump poems that barely scratch the surface of all this, but I'm going to plow ahead with them anyway. So let's get started, shall we? First up, a bombshell report from the New York Times that, by week's end, seemed nearly forgotten. A deep dive into Trump's tax returns that confirmed virtually everything that had ever been alleged about them, with the icing on that cupcake being he'd paid a mere $750 in federal income taxes in 2016 and 2017. The week's first Trump poem addresses this, and it's called Deduction Reasoning. I have said avoiding taxes is just proof that I am smart, and reducing liabilities not science, but an art. So among the most creative of allowances, I dare say, were the tens of thousands I wrote off for all those cans of hairspray. An audit meant at my returns you couldn't take a peek. It was the flimsiest excuse for keeping all that data secret. Richard Nixon, in the midst of Watergate, released his taxes, but not me. It was the failing New York Times who first unpacked this. I paid not one cent of income tax in 10 of 15 years, and for two of those, just 750 it appears. I filed a massive refund that might not have been legitimate, but despite the shaky dodge it rests upon, I still submitted it. I own a huge estate. It's not a home, but an investment. I've refused to share my filings in response to each request sent. I paid several hundred thousands when Ivanka was consulted on a hotel deal and made use of the credit that resulted. An image of abundant wealth's what fueled my rise to power. I lose money on most everything I own, except Trump Tower. I bleed money at my golf courses and loaded stocks I held. My abuse of our tax system is perhaps unparalleled. I've dismissed the Times reporting claiming, no surprise, fake news. Said the IRS is most unfair. For years I've been abused. My supporters won't abandon me. They all know who I am. But the way that I've portrayed myself is nothing but a sham. Next, the long-awaited start of the presidential debates. You tuned in and may have even stuck it out for more than 10 minutes. Trump started out bombastic and dialed it up from there unrelentingly. Atop the myriad headlines it generated was Trump's difficulty in issuing a denunciation of white supremacy when prompted to do so, and instead verbalized a seeming call to arms for one such group. This poetic recap is entitled, Can't Stand It Anymore. 
I steamrolled Joe Biden and flattened him good. A true force of nature could not be withstood. I won the debate with my fury and bluster, and yet critics called it a fuck that is cluster. I crushed, overwhelmed, inundated, and thrashed him. If I'd had a pocket knife, I might have slashed him. I waged war against the debate's moderator and even trashed Hillary. God, how I hate her. I vented, insulted, misled, obfuscated with paragraphs that could not be conjugated. I cut off, disrupted, usurped, and intruded, which kept Joe and Chris Wallace largely excluded. Joe mentioned his son, Bo, and called him a patriot. Here's how I responded. I know you might hate me, but I went after Hunter, whose failings are writ large, accusing him of a dishonorable discharge. I spent all my time launching vicious attacks and offered up fanciful wishes for blacks while suggesting that suburbs would soon disappear. My approach to the pandemic seemed cavalier. I trampled Joe, yet I woke up to instead find Trump boosts white supremacy, this morning's headline. The radical left, others too, made a loud noise since I gave an overt command to the Proud Boys. Stand back and stand by are the words that I uttered. Joe Biden was so shocked he quite nearly stuttered. When given a chance to denounce white supremacy, I chose to respond with a vapid, well, let me see. I came out too hot, and yet while I'll admit no remorse, I turned this debate into a shit show. When you're with me, don't ever use the word smart, since my brains and mouth could not be further apart. Friday brought news that Trump had tested positive for coronavirus, and by the end of the day, he was airlifted to Walter Reed for treatment. Status reports on his condition were obfuscated and contradictory right from the get-go, and continued that way every time his doctor or one of his surrogates opened their yaps. This verse is called, That Chicken Has Come Home to Roost. I've caught COVID. Are you shocked? Since most precautions I have mocked, I said that we had turned a corner. We now know this plague's kind of ornery. How was I exposed and when? I've gotten tests time and again, as well as all those in my orbit. This is big news. Let's absorb it. Masks. Without, I've oft been pictured disregarding safety strictures. Crowds are something to avoid, and yet big rallies I've enjoyed. Among those on my team, a few have coughed or wheezed or gone achoo but one who's often in my presence just began her convalescence. She fell indisposed midweek, a COVID test she then did seek, and even though I knew what phased her, I still hosted a fundraiser. Next step now, there's contact tracing. My supporters are now bracing for the word if they've been stricken. The election plot now thickens. Now that I've been diagnosed, can't go from pillar to next post. Regrettably, I'll be abstaining from what I love most, campaigning. Will I make it to the finish if my health becomes diminished? Will I quickly bounce back from a less pronounced track? Will Mike Pence soon have to step up while each day I get a checkup? Will this illness now make moot my re-election goal pursuit? How will this affect debating while my health is enervating? 
How will this turn out? Unknown. But blame here is mine and mine alone. I introduce nearly every one of these podcasts with a statement along the lines of how could things possibly go more off the rails? And yet, to his credit, Donald Trump figures out a way to do so every single week. In the upcoming week, we await additional misinformation regarding his health. We'll see the VP candidates engage in a debate that now has even greater significance, if that's possible. And we'll see how the Senate decides to proceed with Amy Coney Barrett's nomination, as several GOP members of the Judiciary Committee are also afflicted with COVID. I think it'll be worth tuning in again, so hope to have you back with me for the next episode of This Week at the Trump Poems. This is John Branning saying thanks for listening, and please stay safe and healthy, largely by avoiding any gathering of maskless Republican elected officials.